0: Once upon a time, way back when there were only 9,000 Arsenal podcasts, six young men from various backgrounds, a young basketball prodigy with more trophies in the last 20 years than taught NM Hotspur, an Irish kid with a horrible haircut, a young Jewish nerd who hadn't discovered food yet, a child from Hemel Hempstead who didn't want to be English no more. A handsome young man who learned to play football on the hard streets of Disney World. And a young Mexican AC Milan fan hatched a plan to take over the world of Arsenal Podcasts. But then these boys became men. Jared. Ewan. Magic. Aston andy and miguel and the rest my friends is history and now all these years later you tune in every so often to hear their incredible takes their football knowledge and their sensual advice but now it's gone too far you our fans are at long last witness season 7 Seven. <laughs>
1: 7 7 7
0: welcome to the gooners pod we got this it's happening and it's and we're going to win this mother league! <laughs> <laughs> come on
2: guys i know we and haven't podcasted know. for a while. D- did we win the league cuz i i i've, I've really I've, spo- I've been trying to avoid spoilers for the last 2
1: months <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Laguna's Pod. It's been a while. I'm going to start off by saying this, guys. New Year's resolution. I know it's June. He's not allowed to make intro videos anymore.
2: Mm, agreed. I, I will happily cede, C-E-D-E, the, uh, the responsibility for making the, the intro video for Season 8, which will begin on the very next podcast. As This is the final podcast of Season 7. If you'll which- just... Get off your ass and do it. I mean you you're the one that inspired me with your season 5 intro. And then well, you yeah. disappeared for 2 years, so you left me. I took 4 years of classes on video editing. They were taught by a 2-year-old, but um, and 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 season 6 and season 7 just, you know, fell into my lap
1: uh as we logged in and we were chatting backstage owen was like how is this still a podcast <laughs> and then and then oh the God. first comment this podcast
2: still exists it it, it, for fame and fortune and like 50 to 100 to 500 to a thousand views per podcast i don't think we're doing the right things <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the algorithms man they're just not on our yeah. side
2: yeah i don't so, know because yeah. you know we we podcast one hour notice every four weeks and you know and and we get the same fifteen people, which who we love, by the way.
1: We're um, like we're the just call definitely. them directly with the podcast. We are the, the podcast. We don't like to conform to the rules of the algorithm. Like we yes. are we're the Monday Club. We're the RB Leipzig of podcasts, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> we're brought out by Red Bull.
2: I I basically own half of Red Bull after my recent trip to to England because that's one. I was about to say
1: the problem with this podcast is there. Unfortunately for us, there is a like glue, and it's Mike, and now he owns a third home. Uh, It's just like, dude's just out of control. (laughs) I own
2: a third of a third home. Let's just be clear. I don't want to besmirch my, my fellow owners. um, You know, my, my silent partner and my uh, less silent partner, but, uh, but yes, I own two and a third homes right now. He's,
3: uh, he's he's shedding pounds left, right and center, but then spending pounds left, right and center on real estate. I didn't say I lost. Yeah. I said,
2: I I said, I lost 140 pounds. I didn't say that. I just, that just just disappeared. I I put it into, uh, into real estate.
1: Yeah. I feel like you couldn't buy a house of 140 pounds outside of Northern Ireland.
2: Oh, it's, <laughs> if you depreciate it, it's, it's 12 pounds. And, uh, and, you know, because uh, he, he got on a 12 year contract. Owen,
1: how are you, my friend? I know you're suffering from some uh, hay fever as we. Uh, as yeah, we
3: yeah. Had.
1: But uh, how's life? It's
3: been a while it's 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 been it's been a minute and it's, uh, it's a, lot ha- a lot of stuff has a lot a lot of stuff has happened you know like i was saying backstage that i think at this point that i'm kind of like cold player that i'm not writing any new material trying to raise my profile that i'm just as big as i'm going to be and i'll sporadically appear whenever i can um but yeah it's been a while, we've we've lost people along the way um, a childhood hero of mine rolf harris has has passed away um, <laughs> I was uh <laughs> These two guys
1: don't get that, but um yeah, it was it was just I'm, was, I'm trying was, to decide whether
3: to act upset or whether to laugh, but I you know would you say that views. he
1: tickled you as a child.
3: Uh, he, he oh. tickled my fancy, yes, but it's probably good and beneficial to both parties that we never cross paths physically. You know what's funny um, is I,
1: I once played Rolf Harris in the car, and my wife, with was like my parents, me and Chris, <clears throat> uh tiny kangaroo down sport, and she was just like She'd never heard the song before. She's like, "This dude's raping children," and my dad and I are like, <laughs> "My dad and are like, what? This is like a kid's song. It's super." There's eh. she's like, like, seriously, this to the lyrics. And then, like, ten years later, dude can, was done for diddling children. Can I just say on behalf?
2: Can I say on on, the, on behalf of all of our sponsors and the entities that own the Gooners podcast that uh, our laughter when you said that was not representative of our promoting of of. Of raping children or of this, this man,
1: said man,
3: by a
2: man guy guy who gun. owns three homes, is, <laughs> I, I, like, but by, by who I'm owns am too the I'm too podcast, too do you mean you do any of that kind of shenanigans? Mike's that?
3: next purchase is a, is an isolated island 50 miles offshore, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna have a castle on it? <laughs> <right>. And what custom, <laughs> listen, islands are so
4: 2012, Mike's gonna get like one of those mobile yachts that's like a whole home. You know what I mean? Just
3: sail the seas.
2: I want one of those I want one of those homes that fits like folds into a briefcase and when
3: you open has there ever been? A, <laughs> has there ever been a Jew parrot? You know, like parrots on the sea. The oh yes. I, 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 thought you parrot. Parrot. I thought he said
2: parrot. Yeah, yeah, they're called they're called gyrates <laughs> So everyone knows what I've been up to because I've 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 basically been uh, live tweeting my life over the last three weeks, but uh, Aston. What's up with you mate? Well, 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 well. When you're when you're not arguing with our best friends on uh, on Twitter, what are you doing? I just so happy to see all of you
4: guys on a podcast. It's very interesting to me that, you know, after all the heavy lifting of the season is done, I can get you all to show up. I've got grievances with all of you. Just let me get go ahead and get through them real quick, because I, hey, it's, been
1: gonna, it's been coming. I'm going to quickly log out and log back in, so get me last, okay?
4: You're first. You're first, actually, Andy. Well, You're too busy saving lives to save this podcast. And I think that your priorities have been all askew. Mike's not here. But only Mike Hers has less appearances than Andy on this podcast. And Mike has a whole other podcast. Owen, Owen, you think I'm not, don't got a bone to pick with you? Guess what, buddy? You have a beautiful family and a wonderful life. And I genuinely approve of everything that you do. Yeah.
2: And Magic Mike. Wait, 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 hold on. That that was way too nice. You. Dude Dude hasn't showed up for like, like a fucking four months and you just let him off.
4: Well that's because he's gen- generally a beautiful person and if we could all oh, yeah. stand to be a little more like oh like, yeah. what is wrong with you you're like a monster
1: Um while I logged <laughs> off and logged back in there was a my all your faces froze and I just text messaged you the greatest angry Aston face <laughs> <laughs> I right,
4: said, so did you do me yet? Because oh well, first of all, I did do you uh, to get this contract in the first place, and now, <laughs> and now that we're talking about contracts, okay. First of all, you're supposed to be getting guests for the show, not going out and hanging out with them every week. I think that's a little ridiculous. Two, I think Steph should get have to clean the house on Sundays, not me. Wednesdays is fine. Sundays, like, come on, man, I get one day off, and three, big three.
2: Dig's great.
4: Well I said I, right? I said what I said.
2: I didn't hear what you said. I heard excrete, which I do
4: on a regular basis. I thought he said Dick's great. I said Jake's great. Oh Jake's great. yeah.
1: I have uh, a bone to pick. pick. Mm. I, I have a to pick. can I pick the bone? Oh yeah. This <laughs> this is the is podcast this, for yeah, the bone ticket.
2: this right now? Are we just airing our grievances? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, no. it is
1: um, this little motherfucker keeps riding his bike across my grass. Don't make me go out there be an old white man. Uh, Mike <laughs> sent me a video of his new flat in London and it was a fucking pit. like literally it looked like a tornado of like just garbage fluttered everywhere. Right? I mean, Mike, get your you shit together.
2: You, you should see it now. I mean, look, two, two beautiful adult men my myself and my son. I, before we go off of Untangent tangent here,
4: that uh, got
2: weirder, not not better. Just yeah, so you know, live, that made it weirder. Living in, living worse. in a flat together, uh, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna put every dish in the dishwasher right away, but we we do get to it, and the place is spotless as we left it for for uh, you know for our return or whomever should stay there next.
4: Mm. So but you're so, saying uh, I can stay there if if I can get that in the contract. No,
2: you go. no, you can't stay there. Now, is course- there a
4: specific reason why I can't stay there? <laughs> you're too tall. Is there, the is the there ceiling- a
2: certain <laughs> no? The, 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 the ceilings are six foot one, and you're you're too tall, so you wouldn't be able to fit. That's what I meant. Mm.
1: Have we podcasted since we all were together in Florida? Uh, yes.
2: Uh, yeah. A couple, well, we have. You have. You haven't. You have <laughs> <laughs> have oh, we podcasted yeah. since the four of us have never been together? Um uh, I've After, seen, yeah, I've seen ever been on a podcast. Jared, I've seen hers. I, I, I no, I haven't. Anyway, um the season I was... asked Jared to
1: come and visit me next weekend. He said no. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the normal answer, you know. Hey, so Aston said he was gonna lead this, and then at the last minute told me that I'm gonna lead it, and then Mike's got like an hour of content, so I want to go to uh a couple different things, Mike. Pull up the spreadsheet because I want to go to that first. We all made predictions. It's the end of the year podcast. Yeah, I don't On, think uh, any of us had Arsenal in second place. Oh, you know what? I, I think all of us had us in the top four.
2: See, the predictions were done th- amongst and throughout the twenty-four hour uh, preseason potathon for Gunners versus Cancer, and so we had about twenty-five to thirty different guests give their predictions. Now, what I did is I. I collated a picture of all of them together. I should have just separated out the six of us. Uh, so this is gonna this is gonna be a little hard to read. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I would say the the person that did the best is probably I mean Sebi of of all of our guests did the best. He had he's the only one to have City first, Arsenal second, and he nailed two of the uh, of the three relegated teams in in Leicester and Leeds, and almost. Almost got a three for three with Everton, um, and, um, and and his special prediction was refs are corrupt jail, which the first half of that is definitely right. The second half, I'm, I I don't know, so I put it in yellow. But um, but yeah, let's see. We had mine wasn't too bad. Yeah. Let, uh, God, my eyes are terrible. I'm going to have to put these glasses on. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, like, most of it's pretty decent. Um... I mean, let's put
2: it this way. Nobody had Arsenal winning the league, which is, you know, or except one person had Arsenal winning the league, and that was uh, Ruth Beck. Um, Virtually no one had them in second place either, other than Sebi and Gabe Millard, the the sound engineer, uh, who we reacquainted with a couple weeks ago. Um, But – Almost everybody had Arsenal in third or fourth. The only person, and this is this is going to come as a complete shock, the only person out of forty that didn't have Arsenal in the top four anywhere was Dan Potts.
3: Ever <laughs> the voice of positivity. Yes. And yeah. He, he, and he had
2: him in fifth. With you know, so he was he was projecting a you know similarity here. He had he had City, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, Bournemouth, Fulham, and Everton going down. So he essentially got nothing
3: right. Uh, other than um, his his good looks, but the uh, can somebody check my um, surprise prediction? Um, my internet in Northern Ireland does Andy. Yeah, was, you you, you said. Bad. Oh, what the god! My eyes. Uh, Eddie, and
0: Katie, are. Uh, Eddie and Caddy. Eddie and Caddy
3: would score more Premier
2: League goals Lunes. than Darwin Yes, Yeah, and it, and it wasn't a complete blowout. I think it was something like nine to nine to four or something like that. But yeah. He, wasn't i did predict i predicted that conte would leave before the end of the season thank you very much aston
1: i feel
4: like i I feel like when we did the show though mike didn't we say specifically that saying conte will leave is like the least surprising surprise
1: yeah
2: well but you know only three people two or three people said it um
1: i um i said Sokka would be bali on to your no no i said he would very he would rise the ranks of the list of the D Oh you said he would be on the short list. Okay. You know and what I, you after the World actually... Cup after the World Cup, he will be. Because we all know that, that that particular competition you need to be in the Champions League. It's all about marketing and the players and he is the most marketable player in the world right now. Like you could not be on top of that list if you weren't playing in the Champions League. If we to, to that point, to that point, not allow it.
2: When Jake and I were at Wembley for the League One final, which you did absolutely nothing to help me get to, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I mean, so we completely turned on Barnsley and became Wednesday fans for the day. But um, after that, we were wa- we were walking out, and the England, like the huge England poster on the side of Wembley, not Harry Kane, not Harry Maguire, because uh, it couldn't fit his head on. Kai Osaka, right there, representing the England men, and then the, and then the England women had a picture, and, and uh, it was it was it was Bucky. Was it, Will-
1: was it Williamson?
2: I honestly can't remember, uh, and not for the reason I norm- not That's for the reason I normally can't remember. I was That's just so st- was
1: a woman, and I bear- I guarantee he turned to Jake, and he went, "What's she doing up there?"
2: No, because we're not like you. But we, uh, uh, but we. also, I, there. we were so proud. I was beaming as we walked into the box park and went to I mean, sides I mean, of so stream. You
4: sure, Mike? Because didn't no? Are you sure you didn't feel like maybe this all this fame and exposure was going to Bakayo Osaka's head, and he's making way too much money, and <laughs> all this, all the things that the great things that are coming his way are somehow undeserved.
2: I, no, no, it's it's none of that. It's just that I think he's going to squander all the money on on houses, and I mean, he needs he needs. Good, he needs someone good advising him as to how to spend his money. But you yeah, uh, like, doing stupid things on. like people buying watch, your parents a house. Like, to, yeah, well that I mean that's a complete waste of money. He he has to uh, his, his parents I'm sure already have a house. Invest in crypto. Yeah, they uh and he needs he needs like you know Holland's people and um, and uh, you know Foden's people, obviously. Because they I mean because you wouldn't you would never hear them getting you know getting shit. Um so are we going to talk about Arsenal, or I
0: mean, what do we have? What do we
2: have? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, so
1: I, the first question I want to ask you guys, <clears throat> and I'll go first because I'll give you guys all a second to kind of put your thoughts together, and I'm sure they'll come quickly. A friend of mine who's a United supporter was saying, you know, what would you? And he was genuinely asking this, like, what would your, what would you rather have, right? United season or ours, right? We both finished in the Champions League, but they had a trophy albeit the Carabao Cup, and then they were in the FA Cup final, right? And, and we were just having a, a conversation, and and I said to him, I was like, you know what, it's a good question, right? So I want to ask you guys the same kind of question. Was this a success or a failure if you compared it to a United, right? And I look at the two clubs, and I'm like, there's a lot of parallels because if you look back to the beginning of the United season and how poorly it started and how Ten Hag had to get rid of Ronaldo and all that stuff – I would still choose Arsenal being a more successful season because Carabao Cup is the Carabao Cup, right? Everyone thinks it's a joke. But for us, I look at it in a in a world of like not necessarily we were in first place for so long, because ultimately, and I joked about this being the, the I, I think we will eventually be champions in a few years from now. I think City, something's gonna happen and it's gotta break, right? I think their treble success is the worst thing for that club because it's just going to highlight even more the financial doping. But I look at this season from an Arsenal perspective and I look at it more granular of what Arteta, Edu, that backroom staff have done to grow the players to completely regenerate the culture of the club, to see the supporters and Mike, you were there last week, just get behind the team, even though like we were all super disappointed but there is not one Arsenal fan back in August. If you had said you're going to finish second with no trophies, oh, those, we all ran for that. Those, pr- those
2: predictions pretty much bear out th- that exactly. exactly. We had we had two or three people who picked them in either first or second. The other right. three, eight <laughs> picked them well. I think
1: everyone the goal was Champions League, and because the carrot got dangled for so long, when you look back at just the, I think I. I a lot of us agreed to it. Like I had made a comment, like city are not going to lose a match and they didn't. Right. We just could not keep up with that juggernaut for me. Now I would say I prefer the Arsenal season because we're back on track. We're back in the competition and we have the right people in place. We're looking at a very young team. We've got amazing players with an amazing coaching staff. So I look at that and say, Hey, that's where my excitement level is. And I think it was a successful season because we're better than we were last year. Aston, I see you wincing in pain from what I'm saying. Um, no surprise there. Aston doesn't agree with someone. Let's go to him first. Oh wow! <laughs> is that is that is that the setup for the show now? I'm just the fall guy for the... Aston and I. We ever agreed on one thing, and it was for Mike not to cook us steaks. <laughs> I knew you were. And it needed. was the biggest mistake of our lives. Yeah, it was. It was.
2: That that'll teach you to agree on something. We
1: didn't want him falling into the grill face first. So we're like, don't cook us steaks. We ended up eating steaks.
4: For- First of all, I think that you need to get your uh, AI, technology, camera, whatever, right, to do facial recognition, because I wasn't wincing at you. I was laughing at the idea of me doing Mike, which is hilarious. (laughs) But thing number two, the only thing I have to say about this is I'm really, really, really tired of our fans in this one, way, which is we need to stop. We've been humbled. We've been down. We've been out but we're back and we're big and we need to stop having these weak conversations. If United had finished the way that we had finished, they would never even entertain this question. It would never even like, it wouldn't even be like something that would be asked. You know, how many times did we win an FA cup and, and they just dismissed us as a, as a terrible season. And yet only Arsenal fans get together. And go well, United won a Mickey Mouse Cup, and they, you know, they got scored on seven times in a game by Liverpool, six times in a game by City. But you know what? Maybe they had a maybe they had a better season than us because of that. No, dude, no, get out of here, Arsenal. Not only did we have a better season, not only be, um, from the metric standpoint, but the reason why all the other fans in the world were getting up and getting ready for us to like bottle the league was because we were walking the league for a while and it was really scary it was terrifying for them to watch every single week oh arsenal haven't played anybody yet batter spurs batter chelsea get united out of here united tried to get one of their tricky little wins over us 90th minute win out of nowhere i mean this we were genuinely a force this season We've not been a force in the league for some time. I don't even think when Leicester won, even though we were leading the league, I wouldn't have even called us a force back then. So, yeah, we had an incredible season. We scored almost as many points as the Invincibles. We tied the record for the amount of wins as the Invincibles. What is there? What is there to even question about this? United barely got together. They put all their eggs into a carabao cup where most of us were playing children in the first place, and they bottled the and they bottled all the big uh, the the big occasions. They didn't even. They almost fell out of fourth. Like, no, come on,
1: hold on. I know I, pre- I preface with this, but like, so you would prefer Arsenal season? Are you grin are you saying the season was a success or a failure based off of where we were and I think I heard your answer yeah. It's it's a wild
4: success because Arsenal are the only team right now prepped and ready to go to fight Man City next year period where it's not, and it's not even close we are talking about a few players to make us a squ- a squad a historically good squad like one of the best squads ever like, Because that's what it takes to beat City, by the way. You have to be one of the best squads in the history of Premier League to even like get around them. And they only beat us by five points. So, right. yeah, success.
3: Um, Owen? Yeah, well, I suppose if you're looking at United, the one thing that I would say is that I think that as a group that that's probably the best that United could have done. Um, I, if I was to keep that group of particular players together for next season, I can only see them declining and I don't see them, you know, you, you know um, advancing or or, or or getting better or gaining any more ground in Man City because when you look at the sort of the spine of that team where you have Casemiro and Rafa Ferran Christian and even Bernard, uh, Bruno Fernandes to a certain extent, um, they're really... Players that will be on the on on the decline now, and I think that that's what you saw. That there was some experience there. We're still relatively inexperienced when you look at our team. Um, but the one thing I would like to sort of take it back to is the connection that Michael Arteta and the club have established with the fans. Um, the last game that I was at was obviously with Mike, um, which was the the three two United at the Emirates, and I haven't felt. The Emirates like that ever, uh, the connection, literally from outside of the ground to the concourses, to sitting, the, we weren't even sitting at all. There was nobody in the in the, in the entire stadium was sitting that night, and I suppose it all boils down to what you gauge success as. You know, I've been listening to, <coughs> pardon me, I've been listening to a few podcasts today and people talking, is this a success or a failure or blah, blah, blah. We need to win silverware and we need these trophies. And the truth is, is, is that in my humble opinion, and it's just my opinion that that's not what football's about. If football was simply about collecting silverware and gaining these accolades, there would be no Everton fans. There'd be no Burnley fans. There'd be no, you know, Watford fans, any of these teams, there would be no following whatsoever and because you can make your jokes about spurs fans as well but uh the truth is it's about loving your club and it's about having that connection and i'm feeling connected to them and i've never felt a connection to a group of players like i feel now and that's down to Mikel arteta so for me i would rather come second in the fashion that we came that's it i think he actually said this in in the tgt whatsapp group we were talking about man city and and their model and People forget, forget and, I'm, and I know I'm stating the obvious here, but there's over 115 charges of financial fraud hanging over their heads. I would rather come second and be trophyless in the manner that we did this season for the rest of my life than gain success in the manner that they have. Um, so for me, this has been an absolutely massive success, not in terms of the achievements that we have in our trophy cabinet at the end of the season, but the feeling that we have around the club.
2: Oops. Mikey... Well said. You know, I, um, I had this conversation, this exact conversation, with a Man, a Man United fan in the, t- uh, in the Tally one night after they were playing football across the street. And we both we went at it kind of hard. I mean, good-naturedly. But uh, had they won the FA Cup, beating Manchester City, there could be a discussion to be had about whether winning a cup double which you know Arsenal last did in 1993 and is rarely done and finishing fourth and qualifying for the for the Champions League for the first well not for the first time Oh in- my cut out I don't know if you guys hear that Yeah um, I hear him Am I here All right um, you know, one yeah. could argue that 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 a domestic double cup and and finishing fourth and course correcting, which is the scariest thing about what Manchester United seems to have done, is course corrected a little bit, whereas I was hoping they'd do enough, you know they'd be pulling at Chelsea for another couple of years. Um, you could argue that it was about the same without that cup it's not even a discussion uh i mean we, we've always had the conversation as Arsenal fans because we could really were kind of faced with this. Would you rather come sixth with an f a cup which we've done or eighth with an f a cup or you know, second with no trophy. This was a hypothetical that we've talked about for the last 10 years. And it was always, you play to win trophies. I would always take the FA Cup. Okay. We got four FA Cups in what, seven years? Um, And, you know, been there, done that. I'll take it every single year if I can get it. But we also hadn't been in the, in the Champions League for six years. We hadn't qualified or we hadn't been in a title race or even just been in first place at any point in a season for more than maybe a week or two in 15 years or or 13 years, whatever it is. In, and 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 the and the trend and, and the things that are going on in the Emirates and the and the, the the squad building and 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 everything, the women's club, which has nothing to do with this conversation, I understand, but just the entire feel about the club is so trending up for you for people to look at finishing second to A team that's going to go down as talent wise and coaching wise, the best team I think that's ever played the game, uh, regardless of how they built it, which pisses me off that a lot of pundits are just kind of forgetting about how they built it. But to to finish five points back of this team, and I I know City didn't give a shit on the last day, but they were, I mean, we didn't show up the week before either. I mean, those games all matter. Uh, and so we, it was a legit five points that we finished behind the best triple winning team in, in the history of the world. And, um, uh, people look at that as a missed opportunity. We bottled it. We gave up our, our, our only chance and everybody's going to improve next year. Just like last year, everyone's going to improve, improve this year. Le- Liverpool's going to be better. Chelsea's going to be better. Spurs are definitely going to be better. Come on. You can't say that with full knowledge because there's always going to be circumstances and shit that happen. So we are on the rise and, and, and this was perhaps the one year where you could say that being trophy list. Now let's not forget Baltimore cup, Florida cup, Emirates cup, that cup right during the, uh, the goddamn, the world cup, the uh, Dubai cup. I mean, we got, we, we, we won competitions that we weren't even entered in as I once said, but, yeah, this is the year we're finishing second. The way we finished second, as disappointing as the end of it was, the fact that we were resurgent, competed for the title right into into to late April as we, in early May, as we had always said was what we really just asked for. It, it's a smashing success and a way better season than Manchester United. Had. It's not even a, it's I, a joke.
4: Can I ask you something, Mike? Because I don't really speak to United fans for for mental health reasons. I don't keep united friends around you know they're just a little much um how do united fans feel about their team and compare that to how we feel about our team and doesn't that kind of tell you the answer to this question
2: yeah i mean uh, not to invoke the name of of somebody who you know so many people have have joked about but he's been the most realistic manchester united fan recently and it's mark goldbridge uh i mean the guy i've seen clips of him just routinely saying what is this discussion about did did we have a better year than than Arsenal did and you know why he's deathly afraid of Arsenal. He doesn't I mean he doesn't believe I mean he, he's talking more sense than half of our fan base is about well, what this season was for us.
1: I think our fan base is just so PTSD off of like, you know, trophies, trophies, trophies because for the longest time all we had was that race against Spurs. Like that, that that was it, right? And we kept coming in second to them in the who's going to finish higher. And to your point, Mike, during that span, they won no trophies and we won three.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day,
1: like I agree with you, and I don't want to like we, we're all in agreement here, right? And and, that, and
2: the mindset is from a lot of people is I'll believe it and I'll start really really enjoying this when I see the completed article. Yes, And 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 I, I get that, but I just don't share that. I would like to enjoy the journey.
3: and yeah. and do, the you, journey do you, you not know, you know you know think, it, Mike, up. that with uh, – do you not know think that – and this is something that I have actively made an effort to do this season, and, and I'll be completely honest, it's, it's part of the reason maybe why I haven't been on as many podcasts or anything. I think there's an active effort from the fans in the stadium, and I don't want to be one of these people who think you don't go to games, you're not a real fan. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a, just I, a different population. A, so. I, I think that the demographic that you encounter on, on Twitter, on whatever platform that you may be on, is completely different to the people who actively go
1: when that's to watch the games or go to the pubs or go...
3: <laughs> And I think that thing. it isn't even just going to
2: the games it's going to the pubs it's getting yeah, together it's the people who don't I, watch in solitude with their laptop in front of them getting ready to tweet out nonsense it's it's I the people think who that, have a social life that involves Arsenal that that feel differently about it than the, than this, the this could life.
3: just be this could just be me um and name whatever um youtube channels or platforms or whatever you want to um name uh, or associate with what i'm saying here but I think that this year I felt that this was the fans fighting back against a lot of that negativity that you see around the Arsenal fan base. And I think that if you were to approach any Arsenal fan on the street and ask them, was this su- season a success or a-, or a failure, the majority of them would just laugh in your face at you even asking that question. It's insane that we're well, even...
2: Everybody to- well, the, f- the feeling is, hate the way it ended, but what a season. Yeah,
1: and that, and they, I think that's that's. I mean, you
2: can't act like you're happy about the way that it ended, but you know, I mean, well, no. It, it, but
1: I, I think the worst thing Twitter has done is it 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 creates someone's opinion for them. They they just follow the masses and the narrative. And we're in a group with a lot of those people where it's like, Jaka, we're going to go hard on Jaka because that's what everyone's doing. And then it's like, oh, everyone loves him now. Now I love him. And it's like, oh. What we are you were, accusing me of? <laughs> we, we were leading the, the title race and then we lost it. Well, that's a failure. We only finished that. And it's just like you can't pull back. And, and so I don't want to spend too much time on this. I want to jump into transfers. So I've, I've kind of had this thought process and I think I may have shared it with you guys, but it's like we need to come out of the gate fast because the players that we are linked with are heavily linked elsewhere. And I think if it weren't for West Ham playing Wednesday this week, the Declan Rice, I think that dictates our transfer window, right? Because that's going to take a big sum of money. And I think if we don't get him, we shift to to players B, C, and D. Everything points to him wanting to be an Arsenal player. I think United and I think Chelsea are going to come in last minute and take a swing. It's Whether it's down to the player wanting to be in London, no one fucking knows. No one knows what the player wants to do except for him. Why well, will say this about Declan Rice? Every fucking response he has had in the last week about this is the type of player I want at Arsenal. Not talking about it. I'm an West Ham player. Let's get through the final. Even the links to Bayern like but if we could all go around the horn, give me the one player this summer you want to sign realistic. And I know like Jude Bellingham is a realistic player. It's not happening, right? So <clears throat> is there one player in your minds where you're like, "Hey, this is the player to move Arsenal forward. For me, it is Declan Rice. I think he can play three different positions. He walks into this team. He makes us miles better, right? It's a large sum of money, but I think he's worth it. Young age, leadership ability, class act. Like for me, if we only signed him, I wouldn't be happy, but I'd also be happy if that makes sense. Mikey, where would you go?
2: Yes, Rowender. Stay tuned. We'll be talking about transfers very, very soon. Um, <laughs>
1: I mean, am Absolutely I also talking about Declan Rice? Am I also allowed
2: to say Declan Rice? I mean, yeah. or do I have to pick someone else? Because no. um, I mean, he, he's the keystone to this. He's 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 equal parts talent and just emblematic of what the Arsenal want to be and 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 have been building. He's a continuation of that, and it's not to say that you know Moises Caicedo isn't that or. You know, Gunduan or or Fresneda or whoever else we're you know we're linked with isn't that, but Declan Rice is the type of guy that can, you know, he could wear the armband in the future if if anything happens to Odegaard, he could you know that that core. I mean, my God, him, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, um, you know, the uh, Saliba, if we can re-sign him and and Gabriel and Ramsdale. I mean, what what a what a spine you have there.
1: Huge spine
2: and oh, yeah. and uh yeah i mean so he's the important one if if we lose out on caicedo because we're fiddling around on declan rice but we eventually get declan rice so be it i, I mean if we get both i will not just need to buy all new pants because i've lost weight but i will then need to buy another pair of new pants um cuz i mean that be, that would be making a statement that you know we're not just resting on our laurels we're not Signing free transfers to get to start for us, maybe to build up some depth, maybe to replace your your Likongas and El nenis and all of that. But uh, but we are we now have our midfield for the next eight years, six, seven eight years.
3: So oh, but, but Rice is the key
1: to right. that. In my oh, mind. And who's your who's your guy?
3: It's Rice as well. <laughs> it is. It has to be. And I think that's uh, something that we all know uh, is that Thomas Parte on his day is absolutely world-class. I think that when you... People have recency biased a lot with Thomas Partey. Yes, he dipped slightly towards the end of the season, but for three quarters of the season, he was untouchable. He was phenomenal, but he does totally <laughs> get injured. He has an, a history of missing a substantial amount of games, and you can't say the same thing for Declan Rice. He, availability is one of his strongest suits. And for me, really, since these links have started coming propping up, everybody knows the history with Declan Rice and, and the Republic of Ireland national team and jumping ship to England, so uh, also on this side of the RC I've always had a little bit of a tainted view of Declan Rice, but <clears throat> I've been playing, paying close attention to him in detail. But that was the Republic the of America. Ireland, you're from Northern Ireland. Aren't those different? Oh Jesus, don't, don't you start this. But... Like, it's like, it's like,
1: no, it's... I can talk to Owen about this because we are... We are <laughs> oh, <over here>. oh. <laughs> No, it's like supporting someone from Scotland when they're doing really well. You 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 root for them, right? Because they're they're
3: British, and then when they lose, you're like kind of how oh, the Andy Scotland Murray effect.
2: Yeah, it was, it was the Andy Murray
3: effect, basically. Yeah. See, I understand it's the, the, than, the situation. Nothing better than uneducated people talking about something. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. Never ever think, experienced uh, that before. What one of the things of yeah, true, awesome. You know, you know. Um, Didn't mean to cause you any trouble, so
1: you have to put LSD <laughs> in his mouth. Like, what's happening? And I have a cold. No, I'm what talking about there, o- not uh, everything is about you, Mike.
2: Fuck. I, I just put, literally put put like a, a tissue on my mouth, so I thought you were.
1: Uh, this is why we don't
4: do podcasts. I'm this right muted. here, I just can't have it get out ass. of control.
3: Uh, no oh, was so much what
1: you me. would like to have said before Mike just it, interrupted you.
3: Yeah, no, basically, I was just going to say that. Uh, Something that's really surprised me is that Declan Rice's ability to win the ball back is p- unmatched in the Premier League, in my opinion, <clears throat> especially in the team that he's playing in. You know, we've seen that ourselves um, when Thomas Partey was dawdling on the ball, and Declan Rice, the pressure that he applied, he's just an absolute machine in that centre of midfield. The one thing I will say is that I think we we'll have to get unmarried to these points of views that he's going to take the partay role or the jacker role or this or that. I think that people need to be a bit more fluid with what they think they're going to see next season because what we've seen this se- season may not be, um, you know, the final Arteta plan. When you look back to his first season, the three at the back with two wing backs and some really defensive and pra- uh, pragmatic football and stuff. Arteta is constantly evolving and the team's going to evolve with him as well. So um, it doesn't mean that Declan Rice coming in spells the end for Thomas Partey. Not not at all. I think that uh, it's very, very healthy to add. Um,
2: spells the end of having to rely on him exclusively to win. Yeah, 100%. I think
1: Declan Rice is a Jaka type, plays a lot better when he flies forward, but then can come back and defensively, like, close out a match right i mean mm-hmm. and he's got a more defensive mind than jocka and so i think he's a better part partner to Partey in that like he can fly forward dictate game and tempo like jocka does but then when he comes back we know he's going to be a better defender and probably have a little bit mit- better midfield if At it was Canada, we wouldn't
0: have our
2: whole we wouldn't have a whole food conversation in our chat don't
3: right now. Can, can I add one thing that you just can all blow up on real quick, Andy? Um, yeah, um, yeah,
1: hold on, Mike. Uh, you're one more mute away from a five minute timeout. I'm just going to put that out. <laughs> okay.
3: You I like what Andy said. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw this hand grenade in here real quick, and I know we're not talking about icons yet, Andy, and that's maybe further down the line. But one thing I'll say is that I think one of the most important pieces of business, in my opinion, that we can do is let Eddie and Katia move on. <laughs> just <laughs> just, just, I thought you were going to oh, address I this. Two
1: I would say two things. Wait, when whoa, whoa, whoa. There, whoa. No, hold on. And then I'm going to get to Asin. When you said outgoings, I know Mike by his face had like a poop joke lined up that he didn't get to get in, right? And no, then second, I, I love how you're like, hey, guys, I know we're not going to really talk about it yet, but boom! <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: Yeah, get fucked.
1: Asin. Asin in there. Incomings. Yeah, because I wanted, I wanted a chance to, to
4: pop off because you're all wrong. No, no, you're, you're not all wrong. But I, I do think that there's this marriage to the idea of Declan Rice simply because he's the only transfer target that's really been talked out, out about outside of Caicedo, and I think that that skews our vision a little. I do think Rice is incredible. Don't get me wrong. Rice is a fantastic player, would be an insanely good addition, perfect mentality, and all, all of the above, but honestly – I do lean on the Caicedo train with that. You talk about um, Rice being the best winner of the ball. Actually, it's Paulina, then Caicedo. Caicedo has the second most tackles and interceptions in the league. Caicedo went. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did this. <laughs> and as <acting> like <laughs> um, a good friend, um. But if we're talking about like, but I do think Declan Rice is a transformative player. I think Caicedo is a transformative player. I think there are a lot of names that we're not really talking about that we should be. Um, much like the Bruno Gomes situation that they had, uh, we had a couple of years ago. I would really be sad if we missed out on Enzo Liffy. Um, you talk about how we're not getting Jude Bellingham. Well, if you're not going to get Jude Bellingham and Here's the other player that's exactly like Jude Bellingham that's going to cost you half as much and will inevitably like end up if we don't get him like this season at like Newcastle or City. Like it's it's done. He he's he's that quality of player. We're can we're can missing you out on the name? Oh,
2: I didn't hear it Oh, okay.
1: You know, and Aston, I think the reason why, and I that's why I love with like Declan. I think is going to transform our window. Right, if we don't get him we go for other players. I think all the teams are being respectful of like this is West Ham's biggest match of their entire like hundred year history. So you right. got but it wouldn't oh, well, is it really? I mean they've never won a league or, or an FA Cup or anything. They've won an FA Cup, but like like <clears throat> I'm surrounded by them. Like Wednesday Oh I know I know. I, I've got I know two people flying back or who are flying over from the match. Like this is like the you know so like I think there, I do think to Aston's point, like there are probably five or six players below Declan Rice that are important. I don't think we get Rice and Casado, but I think we get Rice and probably four other, four other, five other players, right? I mean, we have to, we have to add depth. Can I ask a
4: a serious question? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not saying that we will get them both, but why the fuck not?
1: Because I look at it like, and I'll answer that right away. If that's 200 million. Or damn near close to it. If right. we. Okay, I see what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> and, and I just want to say, Aston, we're trying to have an adult conversation and they're bullies. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. I, I mean, I mean, I, you, you're telling me I've had to deal with them for a whole season while you went on vacation. Oh, so. yo, this is just boring now hearing Ass and carry Oh, does your back hurt? Yeah, you I'll show, 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 show you. The, a little
3: bit. Uh, a, a little bit. You
4: know, it'd be nice.
3: Both
1: days? How <laughs> <Really? laughs> often are you in that, that position? Christ, you look like I you're not in flexible. I don't think Rice and Casado come because of the, the, the price and we have to add depth. That's what, so yesterday I made a comment. I would take Yuri, Zaha and Gundogan cause they're all free. If they, okay. So if you got Rice, Casado and like some of those freebies, hundred percent, but yeah, I don't but a... Zaha. like,
4: can we stop with the Zaha thing? We've been doing this for like five years now. Yeah, I just like, love making it needs
1: points. to
2: stop. So on
1: that same note, right, let's go to outgoing. I'd
2: pay him not to come here.